Greetings to each and every one of you in the precious and holy name of Jesus Christ. It's so good to know that you've tuned in today to hear a word from the Lord. Our scripture reading is found in the first letter of Peter in the New Testament, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So in this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable, is tested by fire. And may we find the result, and may we come to the place in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. The word of God for the people of God. And now won't you pray with me? Almighty and everlasting God, as I come before your people, I ask that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our scripture reading has been read and you've heard it now and our sermon title is this. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Beloved, our scripture lesson has a lot of good news this morning. It begins by informing us that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, we were given new birth into a living hope. It tells us that we have been given an inheritance. It says that we are being protected. It gives insight about the trials of life. And then it ends with us being tested, purified, and filled with praise. All this is so good. So just get comfortable, get comfortable, because you just can't afford to miss this. Now, beloved, speaking of the new birth refers to being born again. You see, we need to be a born-again Christian each and every day. And that simply means that we are conscious, fully aware, and crystal clear about the fact that God, through Jesus Christ, has given us a new birth. It's a, it's a spiritual awareness of the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within our spirit. So it means that we no longer live with just a physical, tangible, controlling point of view about things in life. No, but that we are born anew. You see, we now see with spiritual eyes. To be born again means that, that, that we can now transcend the rational mind and ignite the spiritual realm. Oh, glory to God. 
And to truly understand this, we must go to the Word of God, the Bible. Beloved, please hear me today. Everything we do, everything we say, everywhere we go, God is in it. Every breath we breathe, every step we take, everything that happens to us, God is in it. And because Jesus died for our sin and was raised from the dead, we have been saved. And because we've been saved, we are born again. And because we are born again, we now live with a living hope. The Bible says, you have been given a new birth into a living hope. Hope, Pastor. What is hope? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's not just any kind of hope that we're talking about here. We're talking about hope in God. Oh, I like to sum up the meaning of hope in God like this. Hope in God is just getting excited about what's going to happen. Because hope in God knows that God is still in control. And hope in God knows that God is good. However, beloved, today in this world, you know, we live in, in a time when too many people don't know about this hope in God that only God can give us. Too many in the world today are just filled with a sense of hopelessness. You know what? Experts say that suicide, depression, violence, fear, loneliness, many sicknesses are the result of hopelessness. Oh, hopelessness, the overwhelming feeling that, that life is not worth living. Hopelessness is when you just feel that you have lost control of your life. Everything you touch turns to nothing. Hopelessness is the feeling that nobody loves or cares about you. Hopelessness leads to giving up, throwing in the towel, turning your back and walking away. Sometimes it, it's like you want to take your own life or somebody else's. Hopelessness is a terrible, terrible place to find yourself. And hopelessness can happen when we do not know and believe the promises of God found in his word. You see, my beloved, when our hope is living, it's active, it's real. And then we can sing. You remember that old song we used to sing? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and Righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Because all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. We need a living hope that is grounded and rooted in the promises of the word of God. Amen? My dearly beloved. Our lesson says that the resurrection of Jesus from the dead gives us a new spiritual birth, a living hope. And it goes on to say that we're also given an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for us. Wow! Now just knowing that ought to give us some hope. Remember now, hope is getting excited about what's going to happen. But many people don't talk about an inheritance that much. You know, 
you know an inheritance is what is left materially after somebody dies. Oh, my, oh, my. But let me share something with you. As a, as a pastor who has ministered to people who have lost someone and officiated over many funerals, I, I have been a witness to the talk among family members about an inheritance. <laughs> and that can cause a lot of trouble and arguments and fighting within the family. And you know what gives, gets me, what gets me is the inheritance that family members fuss and fight over. They fuss and fight over a small rundown shack that sits on borrowed land. They fuss and fight over faded pictures, broken lamps, dilapidated furniture, jewelry that are turned green on your finger, fighting over old worn out clothes, old cars parked in the front of the yard that don't run, plants that are dying, boxed up wigs that are old and worn. Oh, I've seen it all. It's just a sad situation when we talk about our earthly inheritance. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. Oh, oh, but my beloved, when we understand the real deal and when we start seeing things from a spiritual point of view and we believe God's word, oh, we will know the real thing. And as children of God, the Bible is saying to us that we are guaranteed an inheritance from God, our rich father. Oh, I accept that in Jesus' name. Honey, keep your stuff. Let's just keep it real. The Bible says that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is holding for you and for me an inheritance that is imperishable. My Lord. Which means that it's incomparable, incorruptible. It will not spoil or rot or can be stolen. It'll never go away. It'll last forever. Our inheritance from God is undefiled. That means it can't be stained, it can't be tarnished, it can't be messed up. Our inheritance from God is unfading, which means it will never grow old, it will never depreciate, it will never wear out. And to top it all off, the Bible says that our inheritance is kept in heaven with our name on it. Nobody can get to it. Nobody can ruin it. And nobody can steal it. They can't even claim it's theirs because it's being kept in heaven. For you and for me, it's got our name on it. Do you hear me today? Our Father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, our Father who created the heavens and the earth, our Father has some things waiting for us, boo. And our hope in God is in our knowing this very fact. Keep hope alive. And then the word continues with this in verse 5. The word says that we are being protected by the power of God through faith for our salvation ready to be revealed in the last days. In other words, we're going to get our inheritance in the future because God is protecting us through all of this so that we can reach our final destiny. God is assuring us that he's going to get us to heaven. Glory to God. All we need to do is just keep the faith, keep hope alive. Listen, verses 6 and 7 says, be glad about this. And even though it may now be necessary 
for you to be sad for a while because of the many kinds of trials and the many much suffering that we're doing. The purpose of suffering and trials is to prove that your faith is genuine. Even gold, which can be destroyed, is tested by fire. And so our faith, which is much more precious than gold, must also be tested so that it may endure. Then you will receive praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed. Oh, yes, there's trouble. Trouble on every hand, all over the world. But this trouble we find ourselves in today is the fire that refines us so that we can come forth as pure gold. This time of the coronavirus should bring our, out the best in us because God wants us to be as good as pure gold. Remember now, every time gold is boiling in the fire, the impurities rise to the top and are taken away. And the hotter the fire, the more the gold becomes purified. These fires of life are purifying us, beloved. And when we are purified, we can praise God like we have never praised him before. Oh, my dearly beloved, let me confess to you this morning. I just want to confess. If I had not walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I would not know how to praise God like I do. If I had not been through the storm and through the flood, I wouldn't know how to praise God like I do. Or if I had not had to climb the rough side of the mountain, I wouldn't know how to praise the Lord like I do. You see, I praise him because he kept me. I praise him because he just keeps blessing me. I praise him because he is worthy to be praise. He's worthy. I give him glory because he has seen me through that and he'll see me through this. I give him glory because he's my comfort. He's my joy. He's my peace, my pardon, my protection. He's my healer. He's my savior. He's my all and all. And what he's done for me, he will do for you. Keep hope alive and give God praise. Somebody needs to say amen. It is my hope and prayer that you were blessed and encouraged by the word today. You know, as a pastor, I will symbolically open the doors of God's church and invite you to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. If you would like to join us here at Bacoma First UMC, please call the church and I will return your call. Oh, beloved, I want you to be prepared for the second coming of Jesus the Christ. Call me. And I do hope that you would hit the thumbs up button if you enjoyed this service and subscribe to our channel. And also offer you an opportunity to give to this ministry. Go to our website and give with a cheerful heart. And remember, God's word is not in quarantine. So spread the word of God and share this video. Beloved child of God, I send you love and blessings in the precious and holy name of Jesus. And I will see you next time. And you...
you keep hope alive and get excited because the best is yet to come. Yeah, to come. 